Hi, this is Jim Lyon. You're listening to Viewpoint. And with me today, Merry Christmas, Obadiah Smith. Glad to be back, Jim. It's cold. It's cold and it's Christmas. Yes, it and is. And there's so much energy in the air, but also a sense of exhaustion, I suppose, as we finally get to the holiday. So much anticipation and buildup. Yes, it is. And then sometimes some letdowns because our expectations aren't met. We always have this idealized view of the way it should be, but then it's not exactly that. That's true. But then, in fairness, some people are celebrating Christmas this year, and it's better than they ever dreamed. Yes, it is. And we celebrate with you. But, you know, at the holiday time, as throughout the whole year, sometimes we find ourselves actually overwhelmed and not in control of our own lives. Yes. We think we are, but actually our emotions, our ability to experience, are enslaved to other things. Maybe to our own sense of failure, I'm not worthy to be at the Christmas dinner. Or maybe our sense of anger because someone else is at the dinner with us that we feel like doesn't really deserve to be there. Mm -hmm. And all of that means that something else beyond our future and our best self is controlling us. And this Christmas, we want you to take your life back. You can. And when we come back, we're going to tell you how. Stay with us. Jesus is certainly the most influential person in all of history, and it is his birthday we celebrate at Christmas time. This one, we believe, is the very person of God in human form who came into this world, born into a stable in Bethlehem town 20 centuries ago. His words, his voice, his life still rings true for us today. And Obadiah, you and I both have uh, been familiar with many of the things Jesus has said. I mean, there's the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, There are stories of the Good Samaritan, for instance, but no story, no teaching of Jesus has had more resonance, more lasting effect than this one called... The Prodigal Son, The Prodigal Son. Yes. And of course, that's a name we give it. It's about a father and two sons, and the younger boy runs away from home with his inheritance and squanders it all. We call him the Prodigal, so we kind of give the whole story this brand. Jesus didn't call it that. He might as well have called it the story of the father, because it's about... God the Father and his kindness and his grace. Maybe it's the story of the older son who never runs away but still has some real broken places. Whatever you call it, the story is so compelling. It's so real. It's real life. And maybe even it's your life this Christmas. The story is told in Luke chapter 15. And it goes something like this. There's a dad. He has these two boys. They grow up. One's older, one's younger. The younger boy, as a young man, wants his share of the inheritance. He, he decides he wants to take his money and run. Yes. He doesn't want to live by the rules of the house. He doesn't want to live under his father's nose. He wants to break out on his own. I don't know about you, Obadiah, but you know what? I've been through seasons in my life where I want to do that too. Yes, and have done it in <laughs> and, some instances. And you know what? It just never works out that well. Yes. But in the moment, it seems like our whole body is wired to do that. I just want to go and do my own thing. And that's what the younger boy does. He takes his money and he runs. He walks out of the house. But the scripture tells us he is a mess up. He doesn't take the money and invest it wisely. He doesn't spend it on things of lasting value. He just squanders it all in the moment. And the scripture tells us he's out paying for prostitutes. I mean, he's out for a good time and he's willing to buy someone else's body so he can have a good time. And you know what? That good time only lasts a little bit. And then what do you have left behind? Nothing. Nothing. And soon he is penniless. He has nothing at all. And he finds himself working on a pig farm, and he doesn't have any food, and he's starving, and he thinks to himself, this is is just crazy. 
And he comes to his senses, that's what the scripture says, and he decides, you know what, if I go home, I could be a servant in my father's house and do better than this. Yes. At least then I'd have better food to eat because right now I'm eating pig food. And so he goes home and he's clothed by shame, embarrassment, he's sorrowful. I mean, I could just see his feet dragging. He doesn't know what to expect, but what he gets when he gets home is his father's embrace, a celebration, you've come home. This idea of our Father in heaven just waiting for us to turn around and go home is so comforting. But as long as he refuses to go home, he's enslaved by his shame. He is not in control of his life. He's allowed other things to control him. But that younger guy makes it home and does well. Yes. But now there's another character in the story, the older brother. Yes, it is, Jim. And while he was working in the field, he saw his brother coming home. And if we want to put it in our terms today... He got an attitude. <laughs> he got an attitude with a capital A. Yes. So he sees the brother coming home, and he's going, how dare he come home after all he's done? Yes. Does he know how often dad's been sad because he wasn't home? Doesn't he know that he squandered everything? He probably wants to come back now and get more. Yes. I mean, all kinds of stuff's flying through his head, and he's especially incensed when he finds out that his dad, instead of slamming the door in the boy's face, has a party. Yes celebrates with the fattened calf. I mean, it's like the filet mignon party dinner. <laughs> right. Pulls out all the stops, and yes. this older brother is beside himself. This story is told in Luke 15, and just listen to what the scripture says here. The older brother was angry and would not go into the party. His father came out and begged him, but he replied, all these years I've slaved for you and never once refused to do a single thing you told me to do. And in all that time, you never once gave me one young goat, not even ground round, so to speak, for a feast with my friends. And here you're giving my brother this filet mignon. Yet when this son of yours comes back after squandering your money on prostitutes, you celebrate by killing the fattened calf? You give him the best there is? His father said to him, look, dear son, you have always stayed by me and everything I have is yours. We had to celebrate this happy day, for your brother was dead and has come back to life. He was lost, but now he is found. In all of the teaching of Jesus, is there anything more profound than this? The love of God, celebrating the restoration, the redemption, the renewal, the reclamation of what was lost. As you're listening to Viewpoint today, we want you to know that we're always glad to hear from you. And I'm going to give you a toll-free number that works 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Please give us a call, 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. You may have a question. You may want us to pray with you. You may just have a comment you want to share. Please give us a call. I'll give you the number at the end of the broadcast. But again, one 800 757 The story of the prodigal son is the story of all of us. And today, this Christmas, I'm thinking about being the older brother. Sometimes I've looked around me and thought, wait a minute, I played by the rules. Yes. Why do those people get to get a Christmas present too? 
And a larger one. <laughs> and a larger one. And truth is, in my own life, I, I was the guy who tried to color within the lines. I, I wanted to play it straight. I wanted to please the teacher. I wanted my parents to be happy. And I look around me and I see people who just, they took their crayons all over the page. <laughs> they ran away. They did what they wanted. And you know yes. what? They had a good time and that right. bums me out. I never had that good time. And what do I get for it? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. And he comes home and has a party. I mean, can you see the Christmas dinner at this house? The older son is bitter. He's resentful. He has his own sense of loss. Whatever's going inside of him, he is enslaved to his younger brother's journey. He can't be happy because of what his brother did. He can't enjoy the holiday because of what his brother didn't do. He can't just be fun. He can't have life because his brother did not meet his expectations. And you know, that's the story of Christmas. Jesus came into this world that we can be free, that we can take our lives back by the grace of God and not any longer be denied life because someone else is broken. That's the story of the prodigal son. How do we, how do we not be that older brother? Well, we have to make some decisions, don't we? Yes, we do. Some healthy decisions, yeah. And we have to decide we're taking our lives back. Sooner or later, you're going to sit at the Christmas table and you're going to say, I'm just not living this way anymore. I am not going to sit here stewing about what Aunt Martha did to me 10 years ago or how my father didn't show up for Christmas when I was growing up or complaining about how I've been the victim because someone else did not treat me right. I'm just not doing it. I'm going to decide to take my life back. And that means I may have to say no to some things. Yes, it is, Jim. And that's the hard part because when you've been abused and ridiculed, and shame, sometimes it's difficult to even say, stop it. It is. And it's, and it's hard to just walk away and say, I won't take that anymore. When you're bullied, sometimes you just have to walk away. You don't necessarily get out your fist and punch back. You just walk away. Yes. You have to say, no, I'm not going to let you slug on me anymore. And most abuse like that is not physical. It's, it's emotional. It's verbal. And you have to make a decision, even though this person is my loved one, I, I'm not going to live that way anymore. I have to say no to that. If I'm going to take my life back, I have to say no to the crowd I hang with that wants to feed my victimization. I'm going to say, no, I'm not doing that. Sometimes I may have to go and face Christmas and realize I'm going to go to church and be with some other people who may be fresh to me and may be strangers to me because at least there I will not be taken advantage of by the people who have usually spent Christmas with me. I have to say no to one thing as I embrace another. And truth be told, there's some churches that aren't always very healthy. Sometimes we have to say, no, I'm not going to be in that unhealthy environment either. But how do you say no? And how do I know if I am saying no at the right time? Then, then we get a little bit uh, wishy-washy and, and afraid. And then our ability to take our lives back is being surrendered. Stephen Arterburn and his friend David Stoops have written a book called Take Your Life Back, and they give some great advice about how to learn when to say no. In this book, Obadiah, they have a list of things yes, they do, that yeah. talk about uh, saying no is important, but you have to be sure that you're on solid footing when you say no. What are some of the things that they recommend that we ask ourselves? Well, one of them, Jim, is that we must say no when saying yes would enable or encourage evil. That's right. If I'm going to say yes and empower you to do what is wrong, I need to say no. And I need to calculate it, even though they may be crying to me, please, please come along, do this for me. I need this from you. You've got to say no when you realize if you do what they want, evil 
is going to prevail. We should say no when we are tempted to repeat the same old failed strategies that have never helped us take our lives back and never will. In other words, you know, you can go through the same cycle of, of just living with someone else who is manipulative or abusive, and you just go on and on and on. You repeat the same cycle over and over, and sometimes you just have to say, no, I'm not doing that. That doesn't mean necessarily leaving their company, although it might mean that, but it means I'm not going to play that same record again, over and over again. Jim, he moves on to say that no is always the right answer when our health and welfare is needlessly jeopardized. When someone is controlling or manipulative, and they needlessly want us to jeopardize our own well-being, our health, just so that they can do what they want, no, your answer needs to be no. That's a decision you have to make. And you don't have to wonder whether that's the right thing or not. It's right when you're protecting the life God gave you, and you're doing it for the right reasons. We should say no to something good when we can say yes to something better. You know, sometimes we're tempted to say yes to a less than, and we should say no to that because there's something better. You know, a a relationship can be good, but save yourself for the best. There are things you can experience in the company of someone else that are good, but say no for the best. And at so many points of life, when you're making that decision, should I, should I say yes or no, calculate, is there something better that I should wait for? Say no. There are so many things that we might say no to, but you have to also say yes. yes. And when we come back, let's talk about how we can say yes. The older brother had to say no to his own crowd that he's been complaining to about his little brother who ran away for so long. He's going to say, no, I'm going to the party anyway. The other brother's going to have to say, no, I'm not going to allow myself to be governed by my ill will towards my brother. Those are appropriate no's. But you're going to have to say yes also. This older brother has going to have to learn how to say yes, so do we, for Christmas. We'll be right back. Oh, come, all ye faithful. Come and adore him, the newborn king. To him we sing.
If you're going to take your life back, you need to know when to say no, I will not. But you also need to know when to say yes, yes, I will. Because yes is the positive affirmation of a desired goal. Yes, I will take my life back. And yes, that means I will. What? I will decide that I'm going to have company that brings life and not death. So this Christmas, for instance, you could say yes to getting involved with a local body of believers. You could say, yes, I'm going to go on Christmas Eve or New Year's Eve or during the week between the holidays to a church. I'm going to pray. I'm going to sing. I'm going to worship God. I'm going to seek the face of Jesus. That's a yes that can help you take your life back. You'll need Jesus to take your life back and to hold steady. If you're married, maybe your marriage has been less than the best and it's been hard. You could say, no, I will not be abused in my marriage anymore. But you might also find yourself in a situation where you need to say, Yes. I'm going to re-engage my spouse in a kind of dating relationship, for instance. I'm going to get reacquainted. We're going to have fun. I'm going to invest in time together in the way I did when I was dating to refresh uh, the marriage relationship. I mean, that's, that's a yes. And it's a yes of inviting others into that creative relationship and a no to those that want to bring evil into my relationship. I can say yes uh, in the story of the prodigal son to my dad's invitation to come to the party to celebrate the life of my younger brother. I can say yes to that. And I can say, no, I'm not going to the party that's just going to be a whining misery fest with everybody complaining about how miserable their lives are. You see, those are yeses and nos. I can say yes as a single person to developing healthy relationships and not allow myself to be controlled or driven by the mad desire of someone else. No, I'm going to have healthy dating relationships. Yes, I'm going to cement healthy, whole social relationships as a single adult. There's a yes and a no in that equation. We all make decisions. You can take your life back. Yes, you can do it. As the new year dawns in 2017, you can say yes as a married person or a single person to having a better course and a deeper and better relationship. Sometimes it's hard to say yes because we're afraid that if we say yes, we open ourselves to disappointment. Yes, I want to take my life back. Yes, I want to have a better marriage. Yes, I want to have a better relationship to my family or my coworkers. Yes, I want to have more smiles and fewer tears. Yes, I want to make a difference in this world. But who am I to change the world? It's hard to say yes sometimes because we're afraid that we'll be disappointed. And it's easier to live then in a world where we once again allow our lives to be controlled by the circumstances and the choices of others. But this Christmas, make a decision to say yes. This Christmas, make a decision to say yes to the Savior of the world. You can take a chance. You might say, I'm afraid. What if he's not really there? What if it doesn't really work? What if it's a hoax? What if I don't really feel anything? What if nothing changes? I'm here to say, take the dare. Take control of your life by surrendering it to Jesus. You surrender it into the hands of Jesus, and he will give it back to you in better shape than you can imagine. How? Take a step with us right now and pray. And when you pray, God hears. Pray with us and know that this prayer is not wasted. It is being heard. Our Father, we're so thankful today that you hear every prayer. We're thankful for this Christmas time where we especially celebrate 
the fact that you came into this world in the person of your son. We are thankful, Lord, that that Jesus still lives and that his Holy Spirit still strives and that you know each of us by name and that you want all of us to have control of our lives by your grace. And we admit, Lord, that we're not worthy to receive that gift. We're not worthy ourselves to be in your company or to receive your favor. We admit our sin and ask you to forgive us. Not that we can earn that forgiveness. We just receive it because of what Jesus has done for us. And Lord, we want to take a chance that this Christmas we will say yes to Jesus, no to this world and all the things that would rob us of life, and say yes to those things that will give us life. And may our relationships, our friendships, our homes, our working places, may we see them differently because we have said yes to Christ this Christmas. May our new year unfold in fresh and wonderful ways. I pray, Lord, that for everyone who is praying this prayer with us now, for everyone who is sincerely seeking your face and thirsting for life in Christ, for everyone who wants to take their lives back, honor them this week with a signal and a gesture that will reassure them this prayer has been heard and has been answered in their lives. And I pray it in Jesus' name and for his glory alone. Amen. Some children see him lily white The baby Jesus born this night Some children see him lily white With tresses soft and fair some children see him bronzed and brown, the Lord of heaven to earth come down. Some children see him bronzed and brown with dark and hair. children see him on the night, the Savior whom we kneel beside. Some children see him on the night, with skin of golden hue. Some children see him dark as day, sweet Mary's son to whom we pray. Some children see him dark as day, and oh, they love him too. children in each different place will see
beside each earthly thing and with thy heart as offering come worship now the infant king tis love that's born tonight tis love that's born tonight give us a call. Just dial this number 1-800-757-VIEW. That's 1-800-757-8439. 24 hours a day and seven days a week, we'd like to talk to you about taking your life back, about Jesus, about life, about the new year. Call us up. Obadiah, if someone would prefer not to talk to us by phone, but rather check us out online, what's our web address? www.cbhviewpoint.org. That's it. CBH Christians Broadcasting Hope. That's who we are. CBHviewpoint.org. Read about the ministry. Send us an email. We will reply. Or at the last, send me a letter. Address it to Jim Lyon, Viewpoint, Post Office Box 2420, Anderson, Indiana, 46018, USA. But whether you call us on the phone, check us out online, or send me a letter by post, please. Before this year ends, let us hear from you. Obadiah, this Christmas, celebrate, take your life back, get ready for the new year. Yes, Jim, I will. And I'm going to try and do the same. And for all who have tuned in, thank you for joining us. Thank you for being with us this year. We hope you'll join us again for our last broadcast of the year next week. And we pray that you will be blessed in this Christmas and holiday time above all others. Take your life back for Jesus' sake you can. For all of us at the Viewpoint team, for all of us at Church of God Ministries, which is the host of our broadcast, this is Jim Lyon. Stay tuned.